JD Talking Sports. It is Sunday, November 15th, 2020. I just saw Aaron Rodgers' 78-yard touchdown pass. My fantasy guy, bam, I'm right there. Cleveland had a hail and windstorm delay until 1.37 p.m. Baker Mayfield just fumbled the snap, got up and threw the ball away. Thank God that would have been a terrible play. Danny Dimes had a 34-yard touchdown run, and Wayne Gallman, the Clemson running back, who is playing because Saquon is hurt, four touchdowns, rushing touchdowns in the last four games. He had three in his first three years in the league combined. And you got to love those kind of stats. You got to love them. Uh, and I screwed up yesterday. Louisiana Raging Cajuns played USA, and I said San Antonio. It was the University of South Alabama. And I apologize for that major, major screw-up on my part. I mean, yeah, I screwed that up. They called grounding on Baker Mayfield, and I thought he threw the ball away, but and I thought he was outside the park pocket, but what do I know? Now, even if the Giants beat the Eagles today, the Eagles have a tie, so that game doesn't count. You know, I, did I have Matthew Stafford and I got rid of him? I don't know if I had Stafford. Stafford. Marvin Jones, you know I don't have him either. But 78 yards is going to give me some points. But it's a big win. Either way, nice run. The Giants are up 14-3 on the Eagles. Golden Tate had some twisted his knee in Thursday. They said he was playing today. Responded well to the benching. The Bucks didn't get into Carolina until 11.30 last night. They were supposed to schedule to take over 2.30, land at 4. They landed around 11.15, and that was going to cut into TB12's sleep time. And I was like, oh, well, how are you going to do that? And I was reading also, Garrett Grambling, I read on MMQB, was talking about the luck that the Ravens have this year. They've got an elite-low 280 opponent penalty yards this season. The Bears, Bucks, and Jets have been the beneficiary of more than twice as many, but that doesn't usually correlate to wins, which is interesting. They said flags are way down this year, but 35 opponent penalty yards per game would be the least since the 2009 Jaguars, who had 31. Also, they haven't had a single defensive pass interference penalty, which they said, you know, that Jackson made a big jump from one to two, but two years, but second to third year, he doesn't have the receivers. I guess Hollywood Brown and Boykin are not getting the job done. And that's what they said, that they're run-heavy. And when they do throw, they don't have that big... They don't have a DK Metcalf, which can draw flags. Raiders are a point differential, negative 11 on the season. For the second straight year, they haven't been an outlier in red zone efficiency. You're taking the ball away. Five forced turnovers forced, tied for last with Houston. Last year, they finished 31st with 15. So they're not getting that. You know, they are built to take the ball away. And they don't have a great path pass rush, but neither does Seattle. But Seattle has 46 takeaways over the last two seasons. So not getting to the quarterback and not getting the turnovers. That's not going to help them. But they still can get the 10 wins. They have a big game that could decide the wild card when they play Miami in Vegas in Week 16. We'll see how that works out. Dolphins, in their current formal stretch, they play... Who do they play today? They play the... Miami host. Aren't they on the road? Are they home? Yeah, don't they? Who the hell do they play today? God damn it. Tampa Bay. That, yeah, that's a late game. Cincy, Baltimore, Vikes. I know they played today. And I, how do I not have that game? Oh, they play the, they play the Chargers. 
That's a late game. So in the last four games, they've outscored their opponents 129 to 65. But how about that? The Raiders, negative 11 point differential this year. And then you have Mike Zimmer. Since he's six seasons with the Vikings, they're three and five. They are six and 19 on the road against opponents with winning records. And they're going to play the five and four Bears, who they still think can get a couple wins and maybe get another win. We'll see how that works out for them. But Lions, DeAndre Swift, he had a great run, a hurdle. I, I hate the hurdle. Jumps over a guy, and I don't want him to get hurt. You know, the the rookie out of Georgia who dropped a touchdown pass against the Bears that should have won a goddamn game. Not happening. Did not happen. So they're playing Washington right now. Crazy. I'd like to see Swift. And Michael Thomas this is from Gilbrandt. 478 career receptions are the most in the NFL since 2016. He gets four today. And he will pass Jarvis Landry for the most by a player in their first five season in NFL history. Landry did it in 80 games. He had 481. Thomas has 478 in 60, 15, basically a season less. Fitzgerald had 426 in 76 games. And Torrey Holt had 423 in 80 games. How about That is pretty amazing. So he's blown by everybody. I mean, he's had 60, I'm sorry. 52 more than Fitzgerald in 11 less games and 55 more than Holt in 15 less games. That's that's a lot of freaking... That is a lot, a lot, a lot of freaking catches. And 17 to 31 execs say Patrick Mahomes is the midseason MVP. I think he's going to win it every guy of the year unless they take it away from him. The Saints face significant discipline for not wearing masks during post-game celebration last Sunday. Ouch. Yeah, when they beat they beat the shit out of the Tampa Bay. Romeo Cornell, they said, could be the Texans coach next season. I want to know how Hal feels about Romeo Cornell coming back. He's got to be better than Bill O'Brien. That's for sure. And Chris Carson's out against the Rams today, but could be back next week against the Cardinals. We'll see how that works out. And Bucks had more carries in the first quarter today than the five they had against New Orleans. Well, you know, that was about to happen. Oh, my God. Is that my guy? That is not my guy. Every time I see a guy run, I get excited. Oh, that was a interception. That's what I think I saw. Yeah, I'm watching the. I got the TV's on. Red Zone. Seven hours of bliss. You gotta love that shit. You got you. You have to love it. And the top 25 came out: Bama, Notre Dame, the Dump, Clemson, and Cincinnati. Cincinnati again had a good game. Cincinnati five, BYU six. Texas A&M 7, Florida 8, Kyle Trask 6 touchdown passes yesterday. Oregon, Indiana, Indi- I don't know why Indiana didn't go up, but I guess because everybody else won. Then Wisconsin, who 49-11 over Michigan, 49-11. I'm going to get to that too in a second. Georgia 12, Miami, that's the U, came back and beat Vodtech 25-24 yesterday. Northwestern, 4-0, first time since 96, 4-0 to start in the Big Big 10. Coastal Carolina's... 15th is is a 7-0, then Marshall, then USC. USC is 2-0, and they beat Arizona State at the buzzer, and they scored a touchdown in the last minute against U of A on the road. Not a good team. Freaking Carson Wentz threw a ball that Harold Carmichael would have had to been on a stepladder to catch. He looks terrible, man. I'm telling you, I, Carson Wentz just looks worse and worse every time I watch him play. But Pac, that's the best team. Oregon and USC, that's the best in the Pac-12. And Indiana is going to play... The Ohio State next week, the dump at in Columbus. We'll see how that works out. Oklahoma is playing Oklahoma State next weekend. I, I think that's where game day is going to be. They had a picture from Bedlam with a guy shooting off guns, which makes sense for Oklahoma because 
it's a shit show. You know, I mean, you know, guns are everywhere, and their numbers are. Rhonda said their numbers are out of control right now. Raging Cages are twenty one, Iowa State's twenty two, Auburn's twenty three, Liberty, which wants to go on a conference, they're independent. They are eight and zero. They're twenty four. Tulsa, which came back from a twenty one nothing deficit to beat SMU twenty eight twenty four. They are 25, SMU is out, and I saw that consideration was Boise State, Colorado, which beat Stanford on the road. Nevada's is undefeated. North Carolina beat, came back, I talked about that yesterday, came back and beat Wake Forest, so they're the kings of North Carolina. And San Jose State State beat UNLV. They are also undefeated. They both got, got consideration. And this is crazy. So Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, and Sam Howell, since last season, they, the three quarterbacks had 13-3 touchdown games. 13-3 touchdown game, passing games. Now, the thing was, Burrow did it all in one season. But Trevor Lawrence has done 13 last, since the start of last season, and so has Sam Howell. Amazing. Now, I also I love when they put this shit up. So, with Notre Dame's win over BC yesterday, UNC needs to win out, so they have to beat, I think they play Notre Dame, then Miami. And the Irish have to lose to either Syracuse or Wake Forest to make the ACC championship game. I'm go first. You have to get by Notre Dame, then you have to beat Miami. Miami's playing better every goddamn week. I know they Vatek is not a great team, and they lost to Liberty last week, and they barely got by them this week. But Florida is a very good team. Oh, Alex Smith overthrew the receiver. Goddamn, just too freaking high. I couldn't have caught that ball. And I just love when they put those things up. Oh, if this happens, and this. Can they first play Notre Dame? And I know they'll beat Notre Dame because they lost to Florida State and they lost to Virginia on the road. They'll, they'll beat Notre Dame. That's what's probably going to happen. But Notre Dame looks pretty goddamn good. And ever since they got their asses kicked, Brian Kelly by Alabama in the championship game, he has gotten players, he's gotten athletes, which they talked about that Michigan has not had, in, since, since Harbaugh took over, there have been 10 skilled player positions where it seemed like every year there was a there was a wide receiver, running back, whatever, taken, and it, they haven't had any skill positions. He doesn't have the speed. He doesn't have the talent. He doesn't have the guys anymore that he used to have. And they're not a good team. They were down 28 nothing at the half to Wisconsin. They've lost seven of the last 11 to Wisconsin after winning 29-32 before that. And the Badgers in the sixth quarter, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do the math. So 63-14, and then in the second half, they got outscored 21-11. to 11. So they got outscored 84-25 to 25 in the last two games by Wisconsin. 84-25. 59 points. Plus 50. That's crazy. That, 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 that's nuts. That's crazy. Now, they lost by 38. Jim Harbaugh's third loss, home loss, by 28 points. Listen to this. Jim Harbaugh has had three home losses at, at, at the big house by 20, at least 28 points. The Wolverines' previous five head coaches, Brady Hoke, Rich Rodriguez, Rich Rodriguez, Lloyd Carr, Gary Moeller, and Bo Schembechler had one such loss combined. And one such loss at home by, 20, by at least 28 points. Harbaugh has had three. 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 They gave up 341 yards on the ground, 6.7 yards per carry to Wisconsin. And Edelman's words after the game, he says, we're one and three. We were thoroughly beaten every phase. And every time I look at the sidelines, his head's down. He's got that stupid microphone underneath his mask, which looks freaking retarded. It's just the dumbest thing. They talked about how, oh, my God, I think in in uh, uh, Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, 
that the woman had a like a nose that a big nose that she had keep kept under that he, he I think she got a I don't know what she had underneath a mask. That's what it looked like. It looked like he had a penis in his in, underneath his mask. It was, it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It was just stupid. Yeah, it was just it was terrible. And you know, beating every phrase didn't really do anything well. Did not play good. Did not coach good. Not a good play. I'm just like it's the same thing all over again. And Joe Joe Milton came in. He threw the one a t- second interception. I don't know what the hell he saw. He locked in on a guy and he threw it right to the freaking. Wisconsin uh, linebacker. I mean, it was terrible. And he didn't look good all game. They bring in Cad McNamara, Kate McNamara, who is was all Gatorade's Nevada Player of the Year, what, 112 uh, cat touchdown passes? And he has one good series. And they don't, but they said, I, I don't even think it's up for the debate. Joe Milton is not showing me anything. You know, they got, uh, McCaffrey was not a good quarterback uh, who, who, who transferred out. But, you know, and who are you going to bring in? What are you going to do? I, I mean, Michigan was disgusted last night. She, she was done. I kept watching the whole game. She, she was done. And they got Rutgers next in Piscataway, who is not a good team. Now, if they can't beat them, then, hey, Penn State is 0-4. I mean, I don't know who's good in the Big Ten. I mean, I know that all, Ohio State's a good team, and I know that Justin Fields is a good team. But And, Mich- hey, listen, Northwestern's a is a good team, not a great team. I mean, they have a couple teams that are winning, but – but overall, I don't think it's a great conference. Pac-12 isn't a great conference. SEC, you got. Flo- I, I still think I think Florida is a is a step 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 below Alabama, and you know you can say whatever you want about it. I mean, I think Carl Trask is having a great year, but he's not having a Joe Burrow year, and he doesn't have a team like Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, they were stacked. LSU was stacked, and they won all those goddamn games on the road last year. I still think Alabama is the best team out there, and Northwestern four zero. As I said, first time since '96. So Florida State. 2008 to 2013, 106 games. They had four quarterbacks. Christian Ponder, E.J. Manuel, Trickett, and Jameis Winston. In eight games this season, they have started four quarterbacks. Four. No ACC team since at least 2004 started four quarterbacks in a season per ESPN Stats and Info. I mean, how the guy, that frame, what? Terrible. And from 2013 to 2019, FSU signed seven high school quarterbacks. One never started. Three were dismissed. Three transferred, including... Including the guy who beat them in the game was, oh, I wrote him down, Bailey Hockman. They lost 38-22 last night. He went 24-34, 265 yards, three touchdowns, an interception. NC State's 5-3, and three, FSU's 2-6, and six, and one of those winners over the goddamn piece of shit is over, over the Tar Heels. And Jake, Jake, Jake Ludden, just threw a touchdown pass, and the Packers are down 9-7 to the Jags. Yes, 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 yes. Wow, just crazy. Yeah, nuts. Crazy. Yeah. And Indiana, since 2009, Indiana football and Indiana basketball have the same number of 4-0 starts of Big, T- Big Ten play. Once. This was it. That's how that, that that's that, both programs, and they used to be awesome. They used to be awesome. Kyle Trask, six game this season, at least four touchdown passes. He has thrown nine TDs in the last six quarters, which is crazy. And you know he's up there, five TDs, six for the game. They won sixty five thirty five over the best pass defense. Actually, I didn't know Arkansas the best pass defense in the in the SEC. Unbelievable. And they didn't even have Kyle Pitts. Crazy. 
most touchdown passes in a season. Danny Worrell fought 39 and 13 games. He had 35 also. Rex Grossman had 34. Tebow had 32 and 30. Leak had 29 and 12 games. And Trask in six games has 28. I mean, he's on. He's gonna. He's gonna break the record for most touchdown passes in a season. We'll see. You know. And Dan Mullen is 26 and six. The same 32 game star for Spurrier and Urban Meyer. They both were national championships. Will they win it this year? No, not not a chance in hell. I don't think it's happening. Sorry, sorry, Florida sports man, but you have a good team. You don't have a great team. I'm sorry. Alabama is is way up there, and you guys are just you're like one double A. I won't even one A. I, I'm I'm not. Imp- I I don't think Georgia's a good team this year. And you lost to Texas A&M that got blown out by Alabama. I I just I don't. I'm I'm not. I'm not. I think they're a good team. I don't think they're a great team. And I don't think they should be in the... Well, that's the thing. They might be in the college football playoff because I don't know who's really good out there right now. I mean, well, you got Clemson, you got Notre Dame, you got Alabama, and then it's going to come down to somebody else. And I don't know if Florida's one of the top four teams right now. I don't think so. And there's more football to play, so we can debate this for a while. We'll see how it all works out at the end, but I don't, it's not right now. And Brendan Rice, I don't know Jerry, Jerry Rice's son. He scored his first touchdown for Colorado. Two catches for 38 yards. So he had a 34-yard touchdown catch. They beat Stanford at Stanford. So he is the product. I didn't know this, but he was the product of what a fair Jerry Rice had during his marriage. He was raised in Chandler, Arizona by his mother and his step stepfather, Rick Cunningham, a former NFL player who was one of the teens coaches in Hamilton. At Hamilton, the high school he went to, he grew up in Chandler, Arizona. And I was like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, all right. Well, all right on that front. And Notre Dame is 8-0 for the fourth time last 25 years and the third time of the Brian Kelly era. I just want them to keep losing. And Elijah Moore is the first receiver in the country this season to break a thousand yards receiving. He had a ninety-one yard catch, and f- and and Lane Dipshit Kiffin like took his uh, call call uh, when he got it a border on a, and he threw it threw it into the stands or something. He was going crazy. He he already was signaling the touchdown before it happened. Lane Kiffin is one of the most overrated guys who's made a fortune coaching football, and I, I'm just not impressed with him. And I don't think almost is that good. I did like the uniforms last night. And Elijah Moore last year was the guy in the Egg Bowl when they had won the caught a touchdown pass, and he, then he did the pissing on the on the field, the the fake piss. Then it led to the uh, they would have sent it overtime. The guy missed extra point to send it into overtime, and it led to a coaching change at Ole Miss. So maybe he's grown up. I don't even know. Yeah, you read that, you're like, okay, whatever. And Tulsa wins against teams ranked in the AP Top 20, 1977 through 2019-2. This year, they've beaten UCF and they beat SMU. And there's a chance that the AAC worked out last year. Cincinnati and Memphis played in the regular season finale, then a week later in the title game, which Memphis won and Memphis went lost in the Cotton Bowl. Well, they, they play the last game of the season, and Cincinnati and Tulsa can meet again for the AAC, which kind of really sucks to play two weeks in a while. And that happens in NFL. Team plays, and they, the next week they're playing in the... In the um, wild card, I'm always always bothers me. Yeah, always just yeah. Yeah, and I saw explosiveness, defensive explosiveness. Marshall's the top, the most explosive plays. UNC twenty percent. Bama, BYU, Virginia Tech, Florida seven, the dumps eight. College, uh, uh, what's a college? Oh. Chanticleers, Coastal Carolina. They're in that list. Yeah, all, all the a lot of that ranked teams 
are up there. It's funny. Indiana has, is 73rd. Northwestern is 91st. Notre Dame is 26th. UNC, man, doesn't matter. And the Knicks would be all in a West, Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, if he took a discount. If he just took a discount. Yeah, and Wilma's champ at South Carolina, $15 million buyout. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's disgusting. Oh, and Sam Howell's the only quarterback in UNC history to throw for 500 yards in a game. He threw for 550 yesterday. Crazy, right? So they would, the Knicks would take Russell Westbrook if he come at a discount, which you know is not going to happen. So, I mean, whatever. Yeah, with, with the discount. He's also, I mean, he's got like $132 million left on his contract. Yeah, and they, you know that he wants out. He, he thinks he can maybe get Westbrook if he's on sale, but it seems that's not, not going to happen. It's not going to be. What, they're going to take most of the contractors to get rid of him? I don't know if that's going to work. Lakers, they're going to get Dennis Schroeder because Dennis Schrader from OKC because they think they're going to lose Rajon Rondo, Rajon Rondo in free agency. Also, they want to try to get Wesley Matthews away from Milwaukee to replace Danny Green. I think they want to, you know, they're thinking about the future. So they're going to get, they're going to give the number 28 pick in the 2020 draft to get uh, Schrader per Adrian uh, Wojnarowski. It hasn't been completed yet, but has not yet reported that is also on the move. So he averaged, uh, Schrader averaged 18.9 points for assists last season, almost exclusively of the bench, finished second in voting for the NBA six man behind Montreal's Harrell. You know, Anthony Davis is supposed to resign. We'll see. Now you've got you got Davis, you got LeBron James, and Trader could be good. You don't know what's going to happen with, you know. I, I think Howard's and Deion Waiters, that's not really. So the backcourt, especially thing with Alex Caruso, Avery Bradley, and Green, the top remaining options. He could play right away, Schrader. He's also thir- almost 39% from beyond three. Yeah, and Oklahoma City had... Only one first-round pick this year, number twenty-five overall from the Nuggets, but they have a lot of they have a lot of firsts from the Clippers, the Rockets, and the Heat. They will keep, and then they still can trade. They can trade guys, so they'll have the number twenty-five and twenty-eight picks in Wednesday's draft. Between two thousand twenty and twenty-six, I've talked about this. They've accumulated sixteen first-round picks, and they still have assets to acquire more. I don't know, but I mean, what are they going to keep rebuilding forever? And they brought, you know, they brought they, they got a rookie coach come, thirty five year old rookie coach coming in. Crazy. Oh, and MLB saying uh, clubs lost three billion. Players want proof. Expect, expect more money disputes with the MLB and MLB Players Association. Yeah, it's gonna go. That's gonna go for a while. And Tony Clark, the Players Association, the head of the Tony Clark said he's cautiously optimistic. You know, like it's like I talked I talked about it's like movies. Movies always say they lose money. And, you know, but after, after expenses and everything, and that goes on forever, and it's, 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 it's bullshit. And yesterday, man, last night, so they, there was a f- title fight between, it was Franco Maloney 2. I forget, I forget what weight class it was. And there was a 26-minute on ESPN deciding if it, if it was a headbutt that caught his eye to swell. And... Tim Bradley Jr. was adamant that uh, I saw the punch and it kind of like went against his face. This was Franco, that his eye blew up and and Bradley was insistent that it was a thumb. And Franco was getting his ass kicked by Maloney. So it ends up, Franco was a champion. They went to the cards. They called it an accidental headbutt, which there was. They they watched the video. It took them 26 minutes. 
Now Maloney should have, Maloney, Franco retains his title. Maloney basically has the fight of his life. He's never, you know, who knows if he'll come back again in another fight and do it. He said, I trained five months for the fight and it was a no contest and the title was retained by Franco. But I mean, people were like, I came to watch a fight and 26 minutes, they couldn't decide. I mean, it was ridiculous. They're just standing around. Standing, and even if they said the fight could have continued, it was over by then. It, 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 it was, and then you saw Terrence Crawford in the main fight against Kell Brook. Fourth, I mean, he just he hit him, he hit him on the side of the head. He went down. He got back. He finished it. And after the fight, Kell Brook was like, "What, what happened, dude? He got knocked out." So Crawford improved to 37 0 28 KOs, and Brook went to 39 and three with 27 KOs after the loss. Man, he can punch. And and Terrence Crawford has his mom was there. He's got a very lively family. They were they were into it. I mean, one of his cousins, I don't know who it was, one of the family members was doing the slit the throat after the fight. I mean, they were pumped. They were pumped up. They were a little excited, to say the least. All right. I just realized that I'm out of time on this, so I'm going to have to wrap this up. I went to a show today. I don't have any, yeah. Ohio State and Indiana moved up in the, wait, did they move? I didn't see that. This one's AB. Wait, this one. This one's a little different. Where is it showing? I'm trying to find. Oh, this one had to move up one spot. Yeah. The Buckeyes have won nine consecutive games against Big Ten opponents, ranked in the top ten. Make they can make it ten straight. Wow. Ohio State Rangers number three. Don't you tame. Wow. Indiana moved up one spot. Number 10, Wisconsin rose to three spots. And number 19 went climbed four spots. The top three, Notre Dame. Alabama, Notre Dame, and OSU. See, that was a different one than I got. I, I don't know. I got one thing and one thing. Oh. Ridiculous. I love when they just do those crazy shit. Doesn't matter. Still got weeks to play. All right. Last show's trivia question. NFL's 101-year history. More than 1,800 players have 75 or more rushing attempts. Only one player has a per-carry average of at least 7.6 yards per carry. Who is it? Daniel Jones for the Giants. Can you believe that? Daniel Jones, 7.6 yards per carry. Pretty crazy. Okay. Today's trivia question. First NFL player to score a TD on team's first four possessions on a NFL, NFL game since the 1970 NFL-AFL merger. Who was the first NFL player to score a TD on his team's first four possessions on an NFL game since the 1970 NFL-AFL merger? Send my love to Michigan. Mr. Mrs. S. My parents. Bill Harris. James. I want to play Call of Duty. Michigan says no chance you could ever get that. I'll never let you get video games. I tried. All right. Giants today. I said 17-14. I think they're up 14-3. Going to go watch some Red Zone. Peace out. Have a good day. Talk to you soon.